house, all over the house. Whoa. Come on, everybody. Whoa. Think about your situation. Victory. Think about the impossible. And think of Jesus. confess that we are wrong and you are right. We are weak, but thou art strong. We come collectively to worship you, to give you your worth, to say truly Jesus is worthy. Now God, hide the preacher behind the cross, crucify him afresh, convict, convince if need be convert. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. 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 Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I want to thank our great musicians, our amen, singers of the gospel. Truly God is an awesome, awesome God. Praise God. And I am uh, thankful to all of you and to our majestic Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Praise his name. Um, I, I, I want to say to my sister, I kept giving you the mic. It, it, it reminds me in the world, we went to a party, it was a, one record everybody liked, we just kept playing it over and over. So. We, we don't want to hear anything else, that was it. And to my brother, he, he just fell in line and started doing this. I said, it's all right. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Well trained. Today we're in Colossians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 3, excuse me. Colossians chapter 3, and uh, we're uh, coming down to the close of this short getaway on relationships. And uh, today my subject is climbing above our crisis. Climbing above our crisis. We're in chapter 3, verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Climbing above our crisis. When life becomes a labor, 
and our level of confidence seems crushed as we live in quiet desperation. Our hopes and hearts are perplexed and preempted. A trouble is traced from our history of hurts. We feel broken and bothered. And like Elijah, we too have a cave we run to in order to hide. Like Jonah, the angry, rebellious prophet who readily caught a ride in the opposite direction of God's will. And even Peter, who lost his sense of hope and confidence and began to abandon his calling by influencing Others in John 21, let's go fishing in familiar waters. This proposition is strong. We've seen it in the life of Elijah, Jonah. We've seen it in the life of Peter. That when we lose our sense of hope, when we lose our sense of confidence and belly up in our conflict, we're really no good to God. When our faith has become fractured. And if you have not arrived at this place psychologically, hold on, you will. When the marriage, the ministry, the mind, all are working against the flow of your makeup. It is here that we must learn to rise above the fray. Rise. Rise. People have put this different ways. When life serves you up a lemon, make lemonade. Paul says, in whatever condition I am, I've learned to be content. I can make the best of the worst. Somebody see where I'm going with this. I don't need to sit down and cry, feel sorry for myself, to become a victim, codependency. I just need to focus on my faith. And, 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 and one of the things that uh, is not taught in Christendom today is 
that God allows things in our lives for a reason. That, 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 that as, we, as we look at um, these fray, rise above the fray, these frays could be difficulties, delays, uh, discouragements. And one may ask, well, why is it that I have to pass through this enemy territory of pain? Let me, let me throw out three fundamental reasons why God allows his people to go through pain. One is preparatory. He's preparing you for something that you can't handle right now. Let, let, let that one soak in. He's, he's engineering in you something that you cannot do right now. One is a preparation. Two is a perspective. He's giving you a different perspective on things. It was, it was Job who went through all that suffering and was about to come out as a champion. And then he started feeling sorry for himself and started questioning God. And God said, who is this with dark counsel that would dare judge me? And, 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 and then God interrogates the amen patriarch by saying, stand up like a man and give me an answer. Where were you when I threw out, Lord have mercy, the universe and caused the sun and the moon to take shifts and the stars to, 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 to sparkle and I know them all by name. Where, where were you when I let all the rivers flow into the ocean and yet the ocean only can go so far before it goes back? Where, 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 were, where were you when I put mountains strategically in place like weights on a tire to keep the earth on its axis? Where, where, were, where, were, where were you? And Job, 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 Job's eyes opened up and Job said, you know, I, 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 I abhor myself. And that's what happens when you really see God. You, you, you start seeing the diminutive view of yourself. Can I get away? I, I abhor myself in sackcloth and ashes. And then Job said something we all understand. He says, I had heard about him with the hearing of my ears, but now, after going through all this stuff, I've seen him. Can I get a witness? And, 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 ch and child of God, child of God, child of God is here that Paul the Apostle, Lord have mercy, is writing to this church at Colossae. Now, let me stop Paul's in part because historicity is an important part of understanding the makeup of the text. And you need to understand that God wants us to become focused on him. God wants us, amen, to learn what fortitude is all about. God wants us to keep the faith even in the midst of our fractures. Can I get a witness? When the fire comes up, your faith got to work. Can I get a witness? Your faith can't just work when everything's going well. Your faith has got to work when all hell's breaking out. 
that's, that's, that's when the faith has got to jump in and start engineering itself, amen, to make sure you're still standing when the fire passes you. Can I get a witness? And so God has got to, amen, induce things into our lives in order to grow our faith, the initial faith is salvation, the increasing faith is sanctification, but the finished faith is, amen, will be, listen, exaltation of the Savior. God is engineering something in our lives and he wants it to work. He wants you to have a working faith. Yeah. And a working faith works. A work in faith works. And a work in faith doesn't work because you turn it on and turn it off. A work in faith works because the faith has gone through something and come out unblemished. Uh, do I have a witness? And, 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 and so, child of God, it was Jeremiah the prophet, don't turn, Jeremiah 12, 5, that said, amen, if you have run with footmen, and they have tired you out. What are you going to do against horses? And in the land of peace, if that has wearied you, what you going to do when the Jordan starts overflowing? In other words, your present level of strength will never make it as to where I'm taking you. Do I have a witness? You, you got to grow up and grow in faith you, you, listen, listen, your faith has got to operate under adverse conditions. Can I get a witness? If it's a marriage, if it's a ministry, if it's a mindset, can I get a witness? You, you got to rise above the fray. My seven years in the military, I was taught. Amen. They didn't want to hear your tears. Get up, soldiers. Wipe your eyes and get up. Stand at attention. Da 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 da. Everything was hardcore. And I, I, I used to wonder why they had to cuss at us and why they had to almost throw things at us, why they had to threaten us, why they had to uh, chasten us to get us hard, to, to, make us, to make us disciplined. Because it wasn't for basic training. It was when you get shipped into a war zone. I'm preaching up in this place now. And you got a backpack on and you got your M16, amen, in your hand and the enemy's shooting at you. Uh, it's too late to try to learn. It's too late, too late, too late. It's too late how to be disciplined. Do I have a witness? It's too late to stop feeling sorry for yourself. It's too, it's too late to stop crying and becoming a victim. You're in war now. And the people in war, they don't want to hear your tears because they're getting shot at too. Do I have a witness up in the house? I, 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 I told him this morning, years ago, I, 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 I've been here 30 years. Years ago, I was in my study uh, counseling a couple who was going through traumatic situations in their marriage. They start getting loud. They start hollering at each other. They start standing up like they was getting ready to fire. I told them, get out of my office. Because you better not break my furniture. Get out. And the young lady said, Pastor, what's wrong? I said, I have my own issues. I ain't even speaking to Sister Gordon today. Get out! <laughs> Aren't you glad your pastor's real? I'm struggling. I'm not going to spend all this time 
fooling with you. Cause y'all ain't gonna do nothing but get a drink and go back home laughing. I found out I wasn't called to counsel. I used to tell couples, whatever you want to discuss, write it down and send it ahead of you, especially if you talk slow. And I had one brother come to my study, he said, Pastor, this ain't gonna work. It took him five minutes to say pass. I said, this ain't gonna work. I'll be here three hours trying to get to the problem. That's, that's why you're here, Leroy. Check it out. Lord have mercy. So if you talk to me, please don't talk slow. Go like this. Did you get that past? I said, yeah, I got it. Here. <laughs> Isn't laughter like medicine? Isn't it best when you laugh at yourself? Huh, trust me. Paul's theme throughout the book, listen to this, in the face of losing confidence and losing hope, is Christ in you, the hope of glory. When you feel that you've lost your hope, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. That, that's the view God wants us to have. He doesn't want us to have the view, I can handle it. I've got it. Give it to me. God wants you to fall down and surrender to him and believe by faith that he will handle it because he is the God of glory. He's the God of hope. He's the God of confidence. Do I have a witness? This letter is called the gospel of hope a confidence of faith a continuance through fortitude and a comfort in spite of our fractures what a letter unique book that centers on the preeminence of jesus christ the preeminence of his person that he's fully god fully man all god all man all divine, all humanity, that it is the preeminence of his position, that he is above everything. His rank is that he's first, that angels fall down and worship him, that demons flee from him, that the devil obeys him. Do I have a witness? It's not only the preeminence of his person, his position, but it's the preeminence of his prerogatives. He has the same attributes as God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. Everything they are, he is. Can I get a witness? And those, those three have agreed before the foundation of the world that in him is the fullness of the Godhead represented in bodily form. Do I have a witness? Paul is addressing 
three, and some say four, heresies in this book. Mind you, Paul is in jail. There is a connection between jail and joy. We'll get to it in a minute. Everybody can't have joy in jail. There's some of us that came this morning think we in jail. You still ought to have joy. Can I get a witness? If something in your life is not working right, you can still have joy. Can I get a witness? Uh, the songwriter said, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. This joy is between me and Jesus. Can I get a witness? You can talk about me, but you can't have my joy. You can throw rocks, but you can't have my joy. You can lie on me, but you can't have my joy. My joy is reserved in heaven. Do I have a witness? And child, and child of God, uh, why do you need to know that? Because Nehemiah says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Check this out. Paul is addressing Gnosticism, which is a first century heresy that defied the deity of Jesus Christ. Jesus could not have been God in a human body because matter is evil. So Gnosticism was refuted by the Apostle Paul because they even went as far as saying Jesus was nothing more than the emanation of angels. It was not only Gnosticism, but legalism. Legalism is predicated on keeping rules, the rigidness of keeping rules, that your rule-keeping leads to righteousness. Well, I never went to the movie. I never had sex. I never drank. I never this. I never that. And you are a liar from the pit. I never talked about anybody. I never offended anybody. That's, that's that legalism. And we got some legalists in the church. They want to make rules for you, but they ain't even keeping rules. Do I have a witness? In the name of Jesus. You're not telling me what I can listen in my car to. You can throw a hundred Bibles up in the air. Can I get a witness? Amen. I, Jesus is my personal savior. I'm not going to offend you with my meat, but at the same time, you're not going to tell me what meat to eat. Do I have a witness? Let's, let's just get all this straight. In the name of Jesus. I went in a store, and I, I, I like these peanut chews. I bought about four packs of peanut chews, and the girl said, boy, that's a lot of peanut chews. I said, uh, are you collecting the money, honey? And she, she said, yeah. I said, well, collect the money. You, you got to sit there and tell me what to eat. Uh, in, in, in the name, in the name, in the name. Now, in other words, mind your B-wax. I didn't ask you for your opinion. I'm sorry, I'm a Philly boy. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just, tell it like it is, right? In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. And uh, anyway, I think I said three of them for Sister Gordon, but, you know, once you get caught in one lie, you start lying all over the place. But it's just... It's, it's all right. We just keep, keep, keep it going. Keep it moving. Praise the Lord. Um, but the Gnosticism and legalism led to asceticism, 
where they actually thought that doing a lot of physical exercise would rid them of evil. Do I have a witness? So Paul refutes all of these heresies. And look what he says in chapter 3, verse 1. It's our premise. If in the Greek means since. Since ye then, Lord have mercy, have been risen, Lord have mercy, with Christ. Notice the preposition with. Uh, that risen with Christ denotes redemptive identification. When Jesus died, we died. When Jesus rose, we rose. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah. In fact, in fact, if you go back in Matthew, and I don't have time to do it today, but if you go back to Matthew, when Jesus was crucified, and, and the Bible says he dropped his head in the, in the locks of his shoulders, they put him on the cross at 9 in the morning, at 3 in the afternoon, after he said, it is finished, and then he started talking to the Father, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Now, 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 somebody's got to break this stuff down because the reason he had to pray that is because you can't kill God. So he said, let me release my God part back to you so that I can die and pay redemption for the church. Are y'all understand this? So, 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 Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my, my godly, my divine part back into your hands and I'm going die do I have a witness and the Bible says he dropped his head in the locks of his shoulders and he died and when he died when he died when he died the Bible says the sun got dark and the moon started hemorrhaging and the earth started reeling and rocking and the Roman centurion said surely this was the son of God now do I have a witness but something else happened. Everybody in Jerusalem that was in the graves sat up. They sat up because he died for their sins. Do I have a witness? They sat up, but they couldn't get up. Some of us came to church. We can sit up, but we still can't get up because we haven't grown uh, we see Jesus as Savior, but not as Lord. You're not getting up and be released till he's Lord. And that's why people who get saved, come up down and get saved, they're still struggling with sin. They're still struggling with bondage. They're still struggling with the things of the world because they are saved, but they're not released. I'll get to that in a minute. I'll get to that because this spiritual life is in stages. Can I get a witness? Y'all looking at me funny like, where'd he get that from? No, you're supposed to look like that. Keep looking like that. The raising of Lazarus was a process of salvation. Can I get a witness? Jesus waits till he is truly dead. Walks into Bethany and says, where have you laid him? He's, he's in the tomb. And Jesus stands outside the tomb and tells him, move the stone. And the stone is synonymous with your doubts. Move your doubts and watch what I'll do. When they moved the stone, Jesus said, Lazarus. Somebody said, why did he call his name? 
because that's the one he wanted released. Do I have a witness? Because he is the resurrection. Have he, had he just said, come forth, Nahum would have got up. Abraham would have got up. Moses would have got up. Elijah would have got up. Jeremiah would have got up. Can I get a witness? But he said, no, no, I don't want none of y'all. Stay there. I'm coming to get you. Amen. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And the Bible says that this mummy stood up. And he started walking. But he had grave clothes on. He was still bound by grave clothes. And some of us are still bound by grave clothes. We don't have the freedom to walk in this Christian life. And he said, loose him. Well, who was he talking to? I'm glad you asked. He was talking to the people around the grave site, which we call the church. See, when you get saved, it's not your duty to loose yourself. The church ought to have discipleship. The church ought to have principles. The church ought to have classes. The church ought to have teachers to teach you how to take off the grave clothes. And when he took off the grave clothes, Lazarus came forth. And the next chapter, chapter 12, Jesus and Lazarus sitting at a table eating, fellowshipping. Can I get a witness? You, you, you've got to see this picture that we, we are risen with Christ for redemption. We are risen for Christ for renewal. We are risen to Christ for release. Now watch how this text takes off. If then ye be risen with Christ, since, and the word if in the Greek means since, since you are. Satan don't speak and neither does God speak in hyperbole. There's a lot of specificity. When Satan came to Jesus in Matthew 4 and Jesus had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Satan says, since you are the son of God. And your Bible says if, since you are the Son of God, command that these stones be turned into bread. Can I get a witness? Now only God can change stones into bread. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so it's here, if you then be risen with Christ, look, look, look what he says. Seek, 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 seek. Now, now, now stop, pause and pause. The word seek does not mean in the Greek to search. It means to aim. Since you have been risen with Jesus Christ, aim everything back to him. Your aiming mechanism should only be to Jesus and nothing else. Because whatever else you aim at, you're going to fail. Do I have a witness? Oh, we're getting hot up in here. Uh, 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 but wait a minute. Seek those things which are above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Now, the first thing we see here in this text is we ought to rise 
above the fray of our situations. Now let me talk about circumstances, situations, situations, situations. Trouble does not last always. We don't live by accidents, we live by appointments. It's appointed on the men once to die, then the judgment. Isn't that right? Everything in this life is an appointment. You and I have appointments with, listen, we have appointments with grief. We have appointments with trouble. We have appointments with joy. We have appointments with laughter. Everything in this life is an appointment. And you can't let any one appointment get you so depressed that you forget it's only an appointment. Mm. This one's heavy. Most of my conflict will come from the ones that are closest to me. Why? Because I only got to see you once a week. You can only tick me off so much because after two hours, I'm out of here. Bye. And most of y'all don't come to call, so once a week. I'll see you next Sunday. <laughs> but the ones that are strategically right beside us, even your coworkers, the ones you got to see every day. Say every day. Every moment. Every hour. Oh, this thing is tight. Satan starts engineering into the equation things, amen, that are hard for us to deal with. Can I get a witness? In the name of Jesus. That is, that is, that is that's why in relationships we got to negotiate, right? We got to compromise. Isn't that right? Are y'all going to say amen to me or what? It's easy for me to tell sister going, well, you don't make me look like my mother. And if I keep saying that, she's going to say, well, let your mother make me look. So when my mother's in heaven, well, be quiet. She can't make no meatloaf down here. Now, she would never say that. But my point is, what is my point? Look, my point is, is that... <laughs> Sometimes I feel like a nut, sometimes I don't. A compass naturally, magnetically points to the north. Isn't that right? God wants us to point to him in and for all things. Do I have a witness? And life situations and circumstances should not down us to feel doom. Amen. We need to aim at things that are above. Our eyes need to be on him. Our hope of glory should be energized and enlightened by him. And look, and look what he says. He says, he says, he says, uh, seek, that is, aim at the things which are above. And, 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 and let me tell you what this means. This means we've got to learn the art of practicing his presence. We got to walk in the light. When you get up in the morning, Jesus is getting in the car with you. You got to practice his presence. 
Can I get a witness? As you go to work, Jesus is going to work with you. When you're in the kitchen, he's cooking with you. When you're in the bedroom, he's sitting on the bed with you. As, as you practice his presence, you're aiming at him. Mm. My God. My God. Little boy went to church, had a bag of donuts in his hand, had the bag closed up, and the preacher was saying, God is everywhere. He's everywhere at the same time. And the boy just got to listen to the preacher. He said, God can see in everything. And he knows what's in there. And, I, and he kept on preaching. Little boy said, I hope you ain't in my donuts. <laughs> oh. Lord have mercy. Look what he says. Seek those things which are above. Now, that means we practice his presence and then we practice his peace. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives it unto you. And then he says, let not your hearts become agitated. Don't let your hearts become troubled. Can I get a witness? As we practice his presence, his peace, and ultimately his power. Amen. And, and, and so here, amen, he says, where Christ sitteth on the right-hand side of God and what he's doing, he's teaching us the practicing, amen, of the presence, the peace, and the power, but also our affections set, is a Greek word that means uh, fix the bone that's broken, set your affection. Now, now the word set, since it means setting a bone back in place, the inference is you've got to, you've got to, look, and I had, I, had, I had a broken ankle and a broken tibia, amen, and they don't put you to sleep. They sit up there and talk about something, thinking they got your attention. What did he just do? He set the bone back in place. I felt pain, and it's going to take pain for God to come in your life and set fractured bones back in place. Are y'all getting this picture? God, God, God wants to set them in place so you are whole. Do I have a witness? Set, 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 set your affections on things above. Now notice what he's setting. He's not setting bones. He's setting affections. That some of our affections are still connected to the world. Some of our affections are still connected, amen, to idealism, not realism. Some of our affections are still connected to dreams and visions that God never approved. Set, uh, Lord have mercy, your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. Now, here's a telltale statement I'm about to say. How many things are you praying for that is earthly? Lord, can you bless me with a new house? And nothing wrong with that, especially if you tithes. Did y'all hear that last part? All right. Lord, can you bless me with another car? Nothing wrong with that. Lord, can you make sure my children are well? Nothing wrong with that. 
But most of our prayers are earthly. How about praying this? Lord, since you are Lord, whatever you want to do is fine with me. That's a heavenly prayer. Now, you know why we won't pray that? Because he might do that. Set your affections on things above. Not on the earth. And let me, let me tell you why Paul is saying metaphorically not on the earth. Because everything on earth is going to wear away. It's going to dissipate. It's going to disappear. It won't do you any good. Can I get a witness? Hang in there with me. Hang in there with me. Why, why, Paul? Why are you praying this? Verse 3. For you are dead. And your life is hid with Christ. Preposition with partnership in God. My God. You're dead. Now, I oftentimes give this example of a dead man. We are risen with Christ, identification, redemption. We are risen, amen, for Christ. There's a renewal process, but we are risen, amen, also to be released. We are risen, we, we are risen to die. Romans 5 and 6, to, to die, to die. All prepositions which give us direction. See, this is talking about direction. The direction of your prayers, the direction of your affections, the, 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 the direction of what you seek. Everything in this text has to do with direction. And, 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 and so, child of God, um, if, if somebody died and, amen, let's say they died as an alcoholic, God forbid. The man has been embalmed, the man is dead, the man's in the casket, we all at the funeral, home going, whatever it is, and the man is in the casket typically like this, just laying there. And I come down the center aisle with a fifth of old granddad, hundred proof. That's what I used to drink. Fifth of old granddad, hundred proof. That'll wake you up, Doc. That'll wake you up. And I take the liquor and un un undo the top and the man's in the casket, and I put the lick under his nose. Since he's dead, there's no response. Amen. If it is, clear the place. <laughs> he can't smell it because he's dead. Are y'all seeing what I'm saying? His natural impulses are dead. Thank you, Jesus. See, and Peter says, we are kept by the power of God. I'm going to get to that momentarily. So there are some things in the world I'm dead to. It doesn't mean I'm a zombie. It doesn't mean I'm a corpse. I'm dead to them through the operation of God. I, I don't have a desire to live this life no more. I don't have a desire to be out there no more. I don't have a desire to do what I used to do anymore. So God gives me the wherewithal to be dead to it. Are, are, are y'all getting this picture? Mm. Oh, Jesus. Mm. And what we have to learn to do is rise above the fray of our situations. Stop crying. 
God's going to change this. God's going to give me victory in this. I'm going to move on through this. In fact, I'm going to learn from this. Can I get a witness? I'm in school learning a course from God, and the course is taken on earth, and the course, amen, is going to, listen, the course is going to make me familiar with what God wants me to walk through and come out victorious. Do I have a witness? This thing is tight. And I, I don't have time, but in verse 5 on, he tells you to mortify. That's an old 16th century St. James English word for put to death. Mortify your members which are upon the earth. And he goes through all of these sins. The interesting thing is sins is in three uh, yeah, sins, the sins that Paul always mentioned are spiritual, social, and, amen, sexual. Mm -hmm. let, me, let me hold up on that. Spiritual, social, and sexual. Right there in the text. In Ephesians 5. I mean, in, in, in Galatians 5. Are y'all getting me? Uh-huh. So in verse 5, now I didn't cover this this morning, he, he's, he's dealing with the sexual. Mm -hmm. And when you get to verse 8, he's dealing with the social. Put off anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, failure, lie not one to another. Are you getting me? Yeah, you'll get it on the way home. But look at this. In the name of Jesus, we got to rise above our situations. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. And, 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 and all through the Bible, God's people have had to, amen, at some juncture in their situations, just by faith, believe God. I got to rise above this. this. This is going to pass. This is going to, amen, this is going to subside. This, this is going to go away. God's got a replacement. God has got a new engineering plan. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so, and so uh, he's saying, listen, we, we ought to rise above, thank you, Jesus, our situation. Now, now, there's some people that cannot get out of, psychologically, their situations. They can't rise above it. They can't rise above it. I've, I've heard members say to me, Pastor, I, I, I just can't, I just can't, I just can't, I just can't forgive them. I just can't forget this. I just can't handle this. I say, okay, baby, let's keep praying. Because until we aim at Jesus and rise above our situations, Satan is going to dominate us. Do I have a witness? In the name of Jesus. Secondly, secondly, we ought to rise above the agony of our suffering. Are you, are you, are you with me this morning? Now, now go back to chapter 1 of Colossians verse 27 because I, uh, the theme is right here and it says, To whom God would, amen, make known what is the riches of the glory of his, this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ. That's in you. Look at the preposition in. The hope of glory and all your hope is in you. 
because it's in Christ. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and in verse 29, I don't have time, he's saying, wherefore I also labor, I'm laboring to the point of exhaustion because as I work, God is working in me. There's a dual work going on. But look at 2.5 real quick. Look, look at 2.5. For though I be absent in the flesh, and watch this now, yet am I with you in the spirit, so he's not with them physically, he's in jail. Acts 28, he's in Rome, in jail, joying in beholding your order and the steadfastness of what? I'm not with you, but I can tell you got some steadfastness of faith. And, 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 and Paul, Paul, Paul coined this thing, don't turn, in Acts 20, when the Ephesians elders came to Paul and said, Paul, listen, Paul, don't go back to Jerusalem, because if you go back to Jerusalem, they are going to throw you in jail and beat you, and you'll never get out. And, 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 and the daughters of Achabus, Achabus was a, a prophet, the daughters of Achabus said, Paul, don't go. And the, the prophet said, Paul, don't go. And the saints said, Paul, don't go. And Paul said, what are y'all doing to me? Paul said, bonds and afflictions await me, but none of these things move me. There, come, there, comes, a, there comes a time when you know what's going to take place, but it doesn't matter. It ain't moving you. Steadfastness says, I'm going anyhow. I'm going to see what the end is going to be. Now, I'm trusting him in everything. Can I get a witness? And, and so, child of God, child of God, uh, when we begin to look at this matter of conflict, we got to rise above the fray of our conflict, fixing our faith. Ah, suffering is a school to, to be strengthened. Yeah. 2.6, he, he, he says, our faith must be rooted and built up in him and end in thanksgiving. Thank you, Jesus. Our faith, he's taking uh, this thing called suffering and he is developing us. Can I get a witness? That's why, look, look up, look up. I, <laughs> that's why the psalmist said, in Psalm 119, and this is one of Sister Gordon's favorite scripture, uh, 119.76, the psalmist said, It is good for me that I have been afflicted. Now that sounds like somebody that's half crazy. Now, now let me stop Paul's apart. Doesn't that sound like a crazy man? It's good that I've been afflicted. I, I don't know about you. I, you know, I was raised, and when I, my mother had six kids, and when she... She's, you know, when she grabbed the belt or the ironing cord or the broom or whatever she grabbed, that was our ride in Philly. Yeah. Amen. And she started whipping on us. I, I never could understand psychologically getting the beating. Well, well because, and, and it's interesting, when I started having my kids, I said, I ain't doing that. You know, just like you. Because the parents, first of all, added up stuff. <laughs> they never moved on you right away. Uh, like this. Mm -hmm. Okay. I used to be out in the street playing. My mother come to the door. It's time for dinner. And I, 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 
She said, an audience will get you hurt. Because the next step was she's coming out the door. And I mean, when they grab you and start beating you, I didn't understand it because they would be talking to you. And they didn't say, God bless you. May the Lord shine upon you. They start rehearsing everything they told you not to do. So now you're getting the beating for the last offense, but you're getting the beating for the last five offenses. Can I get a witness? And then they did something that just blew my mind. Why are they beating you? They said, shut up. So now you had to stop crying. <laughs> and then, if you grew up like I did, as they beating you, you talking to them and they talking back to you. No, mommy, I won't do it. I know you won't do it no more. I know you, you, you. I know you won't do it no more. You. So now we got a two-way conversation. We got communication in conflict. I guess y'all look at me saying that's why he's so crazy. Well, whatever. My mother would have been locked up if it was the day. Isn't that right? I can't even imagine calling 911. She would have hit the cop probably. Look, you, this is my house. Are you kidding me? Now, we don't advocate abuse, but it was something about that beating that clothed us in our right mind. Isn't, isn't that right? Isn't that right? How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? It just clothed you in your right mind, y'all. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Boy, if looks could kill. I was in the church in the 50s in the back with them little girls. We, had, we all had candy because we took our Sunday school money and, and put some in church and bought some candy. And, and my mother was an usher. She was in the middle aisle with them white gloves on. And she just looked at me and said, the nod meant I'm going to kill you. Lord have mercy. Can I get a witness? Uh, uh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, child, child of God, child of God, child of God. It's good for me that I have been afflicted, listen to this, that I may learn your statutes. Mm. 119. Uh-huh. Uh. 70 says, he says, the heart is fat as grease, verse 69, and will not allow God's word to penetrate. The grease is pride. God says, I got to drive pride out of you so the grease will drain out of your heart and your heart will be open to receive truth. Matthew 13, the man went out to sow. He sowed four seeds. Mm -hmm. He sowed four seeds and only one seed germinated. Three of the seeds never grew. Hmm. If we take the percentage of 100%, I'm going back to my fractions and 
break it down, that's 25% each. 75% was sown, 100 was sown, 75 didn't germinate, only 25% germinated. Which means that when I stand up here on Sunday and preach, only 25% of you are getting it. The other 75 are looking at their phones, worrying about what they're going to cook, what restaurant or mall they're going to. Can I get a witness? Come on now, I'm talking about what they think about the rest of the week. Do I have a witness? The word is not penetrating. Because the birds, which represents evil, comes down and eat them up. The word is on concrete. It can't grow. Do I have a witness? And the rest of us are sitting in church trying to be rich. And it's the, it's the lust for money that's eating up the word. We are. We must rise above our suffering. Mm. God knows I've had my share of suffering. But I haven't had what others have had by his grace. Do I have a witness? I can complain about my stomach, but somebody don't have a stomach. I can complain about a headache, but somebody's got cancer. Do I have a witness? Uh, child, child, child of God, when you understand that God wants us to amen him when we're suffering. Bring your burdens. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Do I have a witness? You, you can't handle them anyway. Only pride tells you I can handle this. Only pride tells you let me do it my way. Only pride tells you I got a plan. No, give it to Jesus. Give your children to Jesus. Give your marriage to Jesus. Give your ministry to Jesus. Come on now. And when you can't talk to the person about Jesus, talk to Jesus about the person. I dare you. Lord, I got a wayward daughter. I got a wayward son. They're in their 20s, 30s, 40s. Lord, they're not doing right. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I'm trusting them into your hands. I want you, Lord God, to make a way in their life. I want you to change the way they think. I want you to, come on now, if you keep talking to the master. Why? Because you can't handle it. You can't handle it. You can't handle it. Only Jesus can handle it. Only Jesus has a cure for the conflict. Only Jesus can make a way out of no way. Only Jesus can change the heart and the mind and the will. Only, only, only Jesus can stop stuff from crashing on them. You and I don't have the power. Look at the final thing. We have to rise or miss of our sufficiency. Look at chapter 2, verse 9. I'm coming in. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of God, head bodily, and ye are complete. That's the theme of the book. With all our imperfections, all of our inconsistencies, all of our sinful practices, we are complete in him. There's nothing outside of Jesus we need. You are complete in him, which is the head of all principality, and power. Do I have a witness? 
That is, God wants to be our sufficiency. And in order for God to be our sufficiency, God is going to create some strange setups to prove to you that he's able. Can the Lord furnish a table in the wilderness? And it doesn't matter what you say, he will. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? It's rhetorical, the answer is no. The Lord will let things get worse before they get better to prove his sufficiency. The Lord will let hell break out to prove his sufficiency. The Lord will let you go hungry a while. I'm not talking about food, but amen, your thoughts to prove his sufficiency. And child of God, if you don't know anything about his sufficiency, uh, the Bible says he told Paul, my grace is sufficient. Paul prayed. Didn't he pray? The Bible says he asked the Lord three times. Amen. Three times. I, I, I used to, I used to fault, faultly think if I was obedient as pastor, if I was living a righteous life as pastor, if I tithed and taught God's people the right way as pastor, that whatever I needed, he would bring. God said, nah, that ain't happening. Doesn't matter how you live. I got a pre-plan that's going to exalt me. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I'll bless you. Can I get a witness? But you can't earn my blessings. Can I get a witness? Some folk in church think they can earn God's blessings. You can't earn his blessings. So uh, Paul prayed three times and God says, no, I'm not moving the thorn in your flesh because my grace will sustain you. And it's a sustaining grace. God's sustaining. God is sustaining some of us as we are sitting here today. We don't have what we want. We're not where we want to be. We don't feel the way we want to feel. But God keeps holding you up. It's called sustaining grace. Won't he sustain you? Won't he furnish a table in the wilderness? Won't he keep you by his power divine? Sustain. Sustain. Yeah. And when God told Paul, no, my grace is for him, here's what Paul said. Thank you, Lord. Because God told Paul something that we never heard. He said, my power is perfected in your weakness. So Paul said, when I'm weak, then I'm really strong because I can't depend on myself. I do I have a witness. Paul says, every time I get weak, I'm strong. And when I think I'm strong, Sister Hicks, I'm weak. When I think I can do this thing, I can't do it. And when I know I can't do it, and I confess it in the name of Jesus, I can do all things through Christ who keeps on strengthening me. Sustaining. But then there's sufficient grace. Can I get a witness? Israel, as you're going through the wilderness, 
I'm going to give you a pancake from heaven called manna. This is your food supply. This is your diet. The word manna means what is this? Israel said we had leeks and onions in Egypt. Can I get a witness? Wait till you start missing Egypt. Some of y'all miss it already. Can I get a witness? Uh, uh, God gave them manna. He sent manna down with quail down. And they cried and said, we're tired of these pancakes. So Moses prayed and God said, okay, let quail fly low so they can hit the quail out of the air and go home and fry some chicken. He was talking about y'all. Without, without grease, the people perish. Man, when I want a piece of fried chicken, you can talk cholesterol all you want. Now, I don't fry my chicken in lard no more. Remember that, Sister Hicks? You drop that big thing in lard and that big black, that big black frying pan, and it took a half an hour to melt. That fire was up, and my mom would flour that chicken and season it and drop that baby, and you have... And, and we sitting in there, and the whole house, Lord have mercy. In fact, we could smell it outside. If I was playing in the street, I start inching towards my door. I could smell that chicken. And child of God, when, when I was in church preaching, and they used to be cooking in church, we, we'd be shouting on Jesus, but somewhere, we'd be shouting on a chicken. And that changed the sermon. Jesus died for the church. But the chicken died in the church. Y'all know what I'm talking about, Doc. Child of God, child of God, child of God. I, I, t I take some fried chicken home. My son say, why are you eating that? He start fussing. That ain't no good for you. I say, do -do, do -do. Sufficient. Sufficient. In God's grace, sufficient. But the manna stopped when they hit the promised land. You get this, you're going to shout all week. God gave them a temporary diet ticket until they walked into the promised land. In the promised land, there were clusters of grapes. In the promised land, there was fruit from God. But they had to go in and subdue the enemy. They had to kill off the enemy so that the land belonged to them. The book of Joshua and the book of Ephesians fit like hand and glove. It is the, yeah, it, it, it is the inheritance of Jesus Christ. Well, what is it that we have to kill? God didn't ask us to kill people. He asked us to bring and put to death those things that are in us, that are not like him. Can I get a witness? Put it to death, and then I'll give you the diet of my promises. I do I have a witness? Can I get a witness? And whatever I ask in his name, he'll do. Can I get a witness? No good thing. Uh, will he withhold from them that walk uprightly? Can I get a witness? It is a, it is a saving. It is a sufficient. It is a supplying grace. And what he's saying is, rise up. Thank you, Jesus. Amiss God's 
sufficiency. Your situations, your suffering, his sufficiency. His sufficiency you won't always agree with. His sufficiency is something less than what you want. His sufficiency does not, amen, enamor every part of you. His sufficiency has a design to it. It's to keep you praising his name. It's to keep you depending on him. It's to keep you praying to him. It's to keep you waiting on him. Can I get a witness? It's to keep you to be humble in him. Do I have a witness? And his grace is sufficient. It is sufficient. It'll satisfy what it needs to satisfy. It'll get you to tomorrow morning. It'll take you through next week. Can I get a witness? That's why the songwriter said, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear. Twas grace, twas grace, twas grace. Twas grace, he's worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. Climb above your crisis. Stay on your feet. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got to rise up. Above your situation. You got to rise up above your suffering. You got to rise amiss to his sufficiency. Does every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you want to be saved, Jesus Christ is God's son and the son of God. He died for your sins, was buried in rose. He wants to save you. Just raise your hand if you want to be saved this morning. Just raise your hand. I see your hands. Keep your hands up. Jesus loves you. Or perhaps you want to join the church in your Christian experience. Raise your hand also. If your hand is raised, come forth. Come on. Come on. The Lord loves you. The Lord loves you. The Lord loves you. Step out. The Lord loves you. Come on. Come on up. I'm going to meet you. I'm going to meet you. I'm going to meet you. I saw hands. Come on. You want to give me your life? The Lord is good. You can join this church. You can get saved. Is there one? Is there one? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for teaching us to rise above the fray of our situations, to have joy as we look in your face, to rise us above our suffering, that it will not last forever, but God, thirdly, to rise amiss of your sufficiency, to accept what you're offering us, and to thank you for it. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you. See you Wednesday. Have a great day. Yai boy. Yai boy.